This is the So Worth It podcast, a place where we're talking about growing a business while raising a family. Not to mention all of the crazy, fun, and hard stuff that comes with it. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, none of it's easy, but it is so worth it. If that sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Jackie Ellis. Welcome to the show. Now, you may or may not know this about me, but I am a huge fan of notebooks. (laughs) I mean, I have a notebook for everything. In fact, as I sit here recording this, I'm looking at my desk. Here's three notebooks that I have on my desk. Okay. I have my client note, like note-taking notebook. This is where I write down like just as I'm going through campaigns or as I'm on strategy calls or as I have calls with my team, just thoughts that I have about certain clients and how to make things better or things we don't want to forget, right? You know what you know what notebooks are for, so I don't need to explain that, but that's for all my clients. Then I have a planner and it is a spiral bound notebook. You may have heard of this planner. It is called the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. It is, uh, I've used it for about a year. Um, You get them quarterly. They're beautiful notebooks. Um, And it has a place for me to put like my daily three goals. um, My like the things that have the tasks that absolutely have to get done today. And then it has like an hourly uh, planner on it for the day. And then it has other tasks that need to get done and a place on the other side or the other page for notes. And so (laughs) I take notes about everything. I just write down like, sometimes I'll see like an email come into my inbox. I'm like, that's a great idea. That's a great like quote or subject line or idea for a promotion or something. And I'll just write it in my little daily notebook. Okay. But this is the notebook that you've been waiting for this next one. This is the notebook that I named Jackie's book of ease and automation. And you're going to laugh probably because I don't, in some ways, I don't believe in ease and automation. I know crazy, right? But let me explain. First of all, I picked up these two. um, They are three subject notebooks at Target. And I intentionally got ones with a white cover and I was so excited to come home and I wrote in a Sharpie on this one, Jackie's book of ease and automation. And then here's what I did. I took a little post-it notes and I put, I created little tabs for each of my um, sections, each of my subjects. And here's the labels. Are you ready for this? So I've got money. I've got podcast and I've got automation. Okay. The intention of creating this workbook was actually all about the systems that I was going to have in my business to make things a little bit easier. So I didn't feel so scattered all the time in terms of like, where are we on this? Where are we on that? Right. And to obviously to create some automation in my business so that things like certain emails can be sent automatically. Certain things happen. Invoices get sent and charged automatically, things like that. 
right? Things that don't need me to be interacting or be present or a member of my team. Now, here's why I say I don't actually believe in ease and automation. I do believe in ease and automation, but here's what I don't believe in. I don't believe that business is easy. I I think that you can make it too complicated, but I don't think that it was meant to be easy. Um, and I don't believe that everything should be automated. Now, I know that there's lots of successful businesses out there, especially um, businesses with passive income streams like online courses, um, memberships, maybe um, ebooks, that sort of thing, right? That can be, like I said, almost completely passive. Like there's nothing that they have to actually show up for in the business. The, the products sell themselves. Um, and you don't even have to like physically pack something up and mail it out, right? It's all digital. It's all automated. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what my business is. And I think that a lot of times in the online world, maybe it's just in the small business world in general, there's this idea that that we're shooting to work less and make more, right? There's There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'd love to work a little bit less. And who wouldn't love to make more money, right? But what is underlying there is how do you work less? Well, you could work less if you hire more people to do the work for you, or you could work less if you automate a lot of the things. This is where I think it gets tricky with automation. In my business, I need to be present and my team needs to be present. We work, we are a service-based business. We're a marketing agency that and I say service-based because we are about service. We serve our clients. Our clients would not be happy if, you know, there was no one to answer their questions, if there was no one to speak to, if there was no person, human, you know, interacting with them, right? That's a service-based business. I can't get around that, nor do I want to. Um, and But a lot of business owners are trying to automate things that maybe shouldn't be automated. I guess that's the issue that I have with with using this idea of ease and automation, work less, make more for every single business, right? You have to think about what applies to you and what's the best way to apply it to your business. So here's some things. Let's go back to the categories in my book of ease and automation. Cause I actually recently changed my categories of my three subject notebook. Um, because they were all three really about automation to begin with. And then I thought, well, I really need a place to, um, just focus on like the, the three key things that I'm focused on this quarter, which are actually the same three things that I'm focused on next quarter too. If this notebook will last me that long, I'll probably have to get another one. So the first one I said, I think I said is money. So money, it really fits into, like a lot of things fit into this section, right? But the biggest thing that I wanted to think about money was creating offers and creating offers aside from just my agency offer, 
right? My agency pretty much grows itself from client referrals and, and some other strategies that we use. Um, and we're, we have dialed in, like we know our profit um, per client. We, we've got all of our numbers dialed in there. What I would like to do is add some actual passive revenue streams to the business. So that is what this category in my book of ease and automation is all about, is brainstorming those offers, doing some of the math in terms of how many people I need to be able to see the offer, um, maybe some of the strategies that I'm going to use um, to get people to see the offer, hint, hint, probably ads, right? Um And then what percentage of people I need to convert, what the price is, like just doing a lot of that money type math and brainstorming around offers. Now, you know that I like to carry notebooks with me wherever I go and that there's three on my desk right now. I mean, this is, this notebook makes it from my um, desk to my car where, where I jot down my ideas while my daughter is at soccer practice. And like, it goes with me at a lot of different places because, you know, sometimes you get your best ideas when you're not even thinking about work. So I take the time to write down anything that could be related to making money in my business. Okay. Probably 80% or more never come to life right? But getting all those ideas down, referring back to them, looking at them, like writing it down and then like troubleshooting it later. It's just so helpful. At least I find that it's helpful. Like really kind of um, fleshing it out, you know? The next tab in my book of ease and automation is my podcast tab. Now, my podcast doesn't really have anything to do with ease and automation. Um, It's just something that I wanted to focus on for quarter three and quarter four. So I thought, you know, if, if this notebook is going to be my focused notebook, then my podcast should, you know, my, I guess if this notebook is going to be what I focus on, then my podcast should be in there as well. But I will tell you there are elements of my podcast that are automated as well. Um, mostly to do with how I interview people. So every month, my team takes a script that I have carefully crafted um, and customizes, typically me, customizes an email to five to 10 people that we want to interview on the podcast. And we send this email, like I said, it's custom, it's personalized email to these potential interview interviewees. And it has a link in there for them to book their um, interview if they choose to, if they say yes. (laughs) And then once they book it, they receive automated emails reminding them first, the first one thanks them for booking it. The next one reminds them when it is the third one sends them the link and tells them, you know, exactly what they need to do to show up. And that is all automated. That is something that I feel like I don't need to be present for that, right? They don't need to have like on off the cuff communication with me around the podcast. The only email that is not off or that is not um, scripted per se is that initial email. I call it my pitch email 
where I'm inviting them to please come join me in an interview. That is a personalized email from me, right? Now there's some, there are some things in that email that, you know, go to every email, for example, information about what the podcast is, but the reasons that I want to have them there, that needs to be personal. That needs to be, you know, coming from an actual person. And these are things that I very carefully consider when I think about what to automate in my business. What is okay for someone to get an automated response and what really needs to be personal? And then I think about it a layer deeper than that. If it needs to be personal, does it have to be from me? And there's just some things that I think may for a very long time continue to be me and I'm okay with that. Let's see, the next section in my book of ease and automation is the actual automation tab. Now I'm going to open this up and I'm going to look at some of these pages here so I can give you some actual examples. Um, So this year, we made a big shift from using the free version of Asana to using the paid version of ClickUp for all of our project management. Now, the biggest reason that I did this was because I needed to see, well, first of all, if I'm being honest, the paid version of Asana was very expensive and I don't have a project management brain. Like I just don't see things like that. I'm a visual person. I, I want to, I want to see everything, but I cannot think like of the reverse engineering for projects. I just, it's not how my brain works. Um, marketing. Yes. Projects, not really. So when I found ClickUp, I, I fell in love. First of all, it is absolutely affordable. Um, and I knew that some of the automation within ClickUp was going to save us a lot of time, right? I never found a really great way to use templates inside of Asana. I felt like everything that we did was a random task that we were recreating every time. I know there's probably a better way for us to do this, but I was able to get my hands on some assistance to get us set up in ClickUp that just kick things off um, more easily. And I really, really love it. So let me talk to you about some of the automation that I have created inside of ClickUp. So let's see. First of all, we have an entire onboarding template for our clients and our team members. And I say this with a big smile on my face because I cannot even tell you the amount of time that this has saved us. It has been life-changing, business-changing. So it's one of those that was a pain in the butt to create. Not really, kind of, pain, kind of a pain, a big project to create. But once it's created, it is so much easier to onboard a new client and onboard a team member. So let me tell you a little bit about um, what it's like to onboard a new client. Okay. That's probably the most applicable to um, the people that are listening. So when we have a new client, they get added, they get a folder inside of ClickUp. And in that folder, it has an onboarding um, list or task in it. And there's two elements to this 
task. Number one is the admin onboarding. And number two is the ads team and ad boarding. I'm sorry, onboarding. So the difference is that when a client comes on, my admin, my um, admin, admin assistant, she goes in and assigns all of the onboarding tasks that happen kind of before the client gets started. So these tasks are things like um, signing the contract, paying the setup fee, setting up the invoice, um, getting access to the client's business manager and email CRM and all those kind of backend things, right? This is before we, and then setting up the strategy call. These are all the kind of things that start before we actually even start working with client. Okay. The very last task in that list is to assign the ads team onboarding to the ads team. So then that kicks off the second stage of onboarding for our client. But everything is kind of dependent on the thing before. So this was an awesome template to be able to set up because we just basically made a list of what are all the things that have to happen with every client on the admin side? What are all the things that have to happen on the ad side before we feel confident being like, yes, we are ready to start running ads or whatever. Okay. So that's just to get a client onboarded. Now, let me talk to you about our team onboarding. So once someone, a new member of our team is hired, they start, oh goodness, I should open this up so that I can actually like look at it on my computer as I'm talking here. Um, they start a, what do they start? They start an onboarding also. Here we go. Okay. We have it built out in one, two, three, four phases. Four plus phases, we'll say. Okay. So phase zero, this is kind of our admin onboarding for a new team member. Okay. Phase zero, onboard the new hire. So it is things like get their birthday and their address and add it to our tracker, set their Gmail account up, um, get their uh, contract sent over, give them access to our tools, add them to Slack, that sort of thing, right? This task is automated. When a new hire comes in, we create a folder for them, and then da -da 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 -da, all these tasks get assigned out. Then they get assigned phase one, which is actually our project management software training where they learn how to set up their, um, their specific task view, how to look at their notifications, how to find information that they need. It's kind of like, it's a training, right? The rest of their onboarding actually is training. When they complete phase one, they receive um, a task to complete phase two, which is about our company culture. When they uh, finish phase two. They learn how to set up their workspace. Um, and then the next phases after that are specific to their department. So right now we have copywriting for our copywriters, and then we have ads team training for our ad specialists and our account managers. So setting 
this kind of automation up and not having to train someone, like find the resources and uh, train someone from scratch every single time has been a game changer. I can't even tell you how much time, stress, everything this has saved me. Not just me, but the entire team. Um, Let's see. Now, there's lots of other tasks that we've automated as well, but you can tell from this conversation or this, this, what I'm discussing here is that most of the automation that I've created in my business is on the admin side of things, not necessarily on the client side. As we grow our passive income, we'll have some automated on the client or student side of things as well, right? Courses are much easier to automate, like I mentioned in the beginning. But most of this is it within the business. So tasks for creating new ads and creating strategies and doing reporting, all of those are automated. And I can tell you that mapping this out in my notebook, writing down my ideas, oh, there could be an easier way to do that. I don't need to add that task every time. Let's just set it up for something that re- like recurs on Fridays or... What if I created that as, you know, a resource where anyone that needs to know how to do this just finds the video right here? Making things simple like that has saved us so much time. My team is so much more efficient and it is like a dream come true. Our payroll has uh, like just decreased because of our efficiencies, which which is amazing. Now, it's given us room to explore other projects, to go deeper with our clients, since we're not spending so much time looking for things, following up on things, um, assigning things, the same things over and over, right? When we can eliminate that kind of wasted time where we're just, you know, fumbling around, we get back time to, to put towards more important tasks, And it is a really amazing feeling. It's something that takes a little bit of work up front, but I will tell you the biggest thing that has helped me is making this silly notebook and dedicating my little subject, you know, dividers to specific topics and writing down these ideas as, you know, as they come up. And then, you know, when I sit down and I have some time allotted to like go through ClickUp for creating my my SOPs or creating, you know, um, different automations in there, I can just go to my list and start crossing things off. So I hope that this gave you a little bit of insight as to what I think should be automated in a business and what shouldn't. And a little bit of insight as to how we use ClickUp too. If you've never checked out ClickUp, for sure, go check it out. I'd love to do some more uh, talk about SOPs and project management and how we use ClickUp for um, the agency or service-based businesses. So if you want to hear more about that, make sure you let us know. And in the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a great day. This episode is sponsored by the Facebook Ad Lab. If you have ever been frustrated with Facebook ads, like you're ready to throw in the towel, or you've been too afraid to even start, I want you to go to Jackie-Ellis.com slash free and sign up for my free training. I'm going to walk you through all things Facebook ads, 
and we're going to make it so easy. I'm sharing with you kind of like a behind the scenes of the top three things that ad agencies don't even want you to know. Seriously, this is going to make your ads so much easier. I'll share with you why testing is the difference between poor ads and profitable ones. And if you don't even understand what the heck testing means, seriously, it took me forever to understand. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm going to keep it really simple. I'll share with you what actually drives up the cost of your ads and the number one thing that you can do to drastically reduce your ad cost. Then I'll share with you the four elements of a solid ad strategy because you do need a strategy and I call it the profitable ads formula. It's a really simple formula. And if you can't tell already, simple is like my theme. So it's all going to be simple. Plus, I'm sharing with you something that I very rarely share in um, Masterclass, and that is tips for writing killer ad copy so you can start attracting the right people sooner and get an ROI on your ads sooner. So make sure you go to Jackie-Ellis.com slash free and grab your spot today. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, you can find show notes, links, and more over at Jackie-Ellis.com. And if we haven't connected yet, make sure you come find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis and shoot me a DM. Let me know what episode you listened to and what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being brave, being amazing, and just being you. I can't wait until next time.